This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Liz Ogumbaregis for your host. And thank you for tuning into the lab once again. Now, today's show is one of those where we actually get to touch base on the current state of fashion, focusing mainly in the African fashion industry, the U.S. and Europe. And obviously, we'll be joined by my special guests who are none other than the FLA's quote. Make some noise. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, guys. Now, um, for those of you who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion to ensure that we can actually get ahead, move ahead, grow, develop these businesses uh, to a whole nother level. Um, now, Edgy, welcome to the show. Edgy is our contributor and he runs NU New York and he is based in New York. Coming to us today with his echoes from New York and everything else. Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. Hi. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? And what are you? What are you wearing? Who made your clothes? Please don't make me say what you're wearing. Please, 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 please. <laughs> well, I have to tell you the truth. This has been a very tough week. So today, I slept in my jeans. To be honest with you, and I woke no. up. And... <laughs> well, I was. I was just. We just had such a long week. So, so I woke up in my diesels. And I'm wearing a unique little uh, top, um, a unique little T-shirt, and a rag and bone cardigan. <laughs> and uh, yes, and um, okay, can we just leave to not have to say what you're wearing below? Because Come on, Liz. Edgy, you don't, I, you're, you're tiring me. You just, you tire me. The show is just beginning. Wear something. Wear, or, or be creative. Say you're wearing a skirt, a Scottish skirt, for heaven's sake. I mean, be creative. All right, I am wearing a Scottish skirt. <laughs> Thank you very much, Edgy. Thank you. We love what you're wearing. Make sure you take a picture so we can actually tweet it as well. Um, and thank okay. you, and thank you for joining us, uh, on today's show. And then, um, Francisca, on the other hand, I can hear you giggling. Uh, Hi, <laughs> We are joined by Francisca Marzini. I was already laughing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And, uh, what are you wearing and who made your clothes? Uh, today I'm wearing my high stiletto in, in uh, black and, uh, printed, uh, skirt, longette, and, uh, a black shirt. Hmm. Very nice. You sound mm. you sound chic and elegant. Well, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Now, just <laughs> and what about you? Uh, I'm wearing. Have you not seen my Insta story where I'm jumping and dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's it's how we beautiful. hold it. Tell tell everybody. <laughs> I adored your look. Tell <laughs> <laughs> everybody, please. I am wearing a little Lizogumbo mini dress, and you know what's so mm-hmm. funny is I love minis, but lately I had to actually because I love to upcycle up clothes, and I do this for clients as well. So if you look on the hemline of this piece, it's normally so short, and I feel I just think I'm growing older, and maybe even just a bit fatter. I don't know. Like my bum seems to be carrying my dresses <laughs> slightly higher than normal. So the way the way this mini should sit is like just like another two inches shorter. That's how this mini dress is supposed to be worn. Uh, for those of you who are scared, you can always bring it back to me. I'll upcycle it and give you an extra hemline or whatever to kind of make it funky and safe. So I'm actually feeling safe, but I had to. I cannot believe I'm actually extending. Most of my mini dresses now. I can't believe it. I think I'm just growing old. But anyway, 
that's what I'm wearing is a beautiful uh vintage uh inspired mini dress. It's just a dress and some heels and just mm-hmm. uh and just feeling energetic and the sun's shining and you know it's just a nice happy day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I adored your your um your jewels. Oh, thank I you. I adored your earrings, earrings. Oh, very I nice. Yeah, work. these are these mm-hmm. are I call these super size me. They actually I've got bigger earrings, but you know I'm the girl who you can Amazing. come and get like earrings the size of your head. Ladies, for those who are listening who like big, uh, chunky ornaments on their ears, it's me. You're the, you, I am your, yes. I am your go-to person. They are very practical for who keeps in order the house and, uh. <laughs> oh wow. Well, thank you so much guys for joining us. For those who are tuned in for the first time, uh, just a quick reminder to you. I've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called, who would you want to dress and why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. That is the segment we use to unwind after our heavy conversations. Now, keep your tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're at Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Share with us your thoughts. Now, I want to come straight into our beautiful um, setup here. Uh, I think we're going to start with you, Francisca. Um, I know mm-hmm. that there's a lot going on uh, in Europe. There's a yes. lot going on uh, in the U.S. market. And there's a lot going on as well in the African market. And I think we are worthy to be able to share these uh, conversations, just touch base on what's happening uh, currently today. So what's really going on on your side of the hood? I mean, what would you like to share with us today and our listeners who are well, interested in coming? Well, Lit, I have to admit to you that uh, September is my favorite month of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, because everything uh, is uh, is, uh, is is like a sunrise again. Uh, it's like um, after the, the the calm of the August, uh, the fairs, uh, the, the, the not the fairs, the the holidays, and uh, the discounts of the discounts of the discounts of the, the end of the summer, and uh, all this is traducible in a, in a big calm in the in the so, in the cells também. Also, uh, I speak uh, half Portuguese today. <laughs> um, um, every everything. Uh, is, uh, is setting on this place and everything uh, starting again to work uh, and uh, everybody is in you know, his own business. And uh, in September we have, oh, from a commercial point of view, uh, a new a new breath given to the new collections to the um, with the, the fashion night nights out in a few capitals uh, uh, in uh, in Europe and uh, worldwide also. Um, and uh, some fairs, some fairs of the previews of textiles and the fashion weeks. And so we have a lot of things uh, really to talk about. So what is your highlight that you'd like to start touch on? And we're just going to go around and keep talking about different things. Um, I've seen you've been out a lot, Francisca. What what can you tell us? Yes, and everything. Seems, yes, and I'll be and, I'll be more. <laughs> and everything seems I like. I to Paris. And everything seems mm-hmm. like it's fashion, even when it's not. Where were you at the? Was it was it the be- Mercedes Benz or what was it? There was a, a car launch you were at just now. What was it? Um, anyway, I do, I while while you're thinking about it, Edgy, there's obviously a big buzz. Fashion Week's been trending in New York for a while now. Uh, what is going on? What do you want to share with our listeners? Um, we'll just touch base on. What are some of well, the... Well, I mean, the, 
There's a lot. Uh, this fashion week was really, really profound in in the sense that it's uh, it's you, you, there were just so many new things in this in this in this fashion week um, for spring eighteen. Um, just this, from the silhouettes to the fabrics to the shapes, it was just it was so interesting. You know that like it was almost I won't say a total reverse from from the seasons before. Normally, there's a gradual, um, you know, lead up to the next season. But this season was very abrupt, very severe in, in, in the differences, you know. Um, there's a, there was a more, a more feminized androgyny. And, uh, you know, this, there was just a lot of delicate fabrics. Mm-hmm. And there were so many trenches for, for, like for a spring collection. It was just so full of amazing trenches across the board. I just so want to say, loved- yeah, I just want to say just on, 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 on the note of androgyny, I'm like, thank you that it is feminized. It's getting fe- more fem- <laughs> more feminized because you know that <laughs> that is my worst fashion <laughs> option. But yeah, just I mean, that. if you love trench coats, you are in for like uh, an amazing spring 18 because everybody had the most amazing trench coats. And of course, the colors were so subtle. Like there was a there was more like a move away from sharp, sharp colors to subtle. So, I mean, you still have your sharp yellows and your, start, your sharp uh, blues, but there's mostly just a subtlety in, in the colors, you know? And the prints were subtle and delicate and just, it was beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, it's still going on now. We finished today, but it's uh, it's been it's been quite interesting. What would you say are some of what, what would you say are some of yeah what would you say are some of the differences besides just fashion trends and what's looking different or the colors or the silhouettes what would you say is different from last season Well either from the organization of it or from the brands that you we are seeing is it the same brands or from the models what type of models are you seeing down the runway at Fashion Week now in New York you know let's get some more juice you know other than just the Colors. Actually, from the from yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I mean, from from the model part, I feel like this season was very very strong in terms of models. I mean, like from each whichever show you went to, uh, I mean, New York is always good with the models, but this year was particularly just great. You know, the silhouettes were so tall and so slim, and just it was just it was beautiful. And then new romantic breath. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's something a like this. Bear. Yes, yes. Romantic. Yes, very romantic. To be honest with you, mm. I think that was that was that's a good word to to put in. And then you know, like there were there were a lot more foreign uh, designers that showed in New York. You know, so it was really nice to see a lot of like a few foreign designers at the big stage. You know, so I enjoyed, and they all brought their own. Sentiments, their own sensibilities, but moral. But above, I mean, generally, the sensibilities were very subtle, you know, um, across the board. So, so that's those are some of the things that I picked up. Like, just there was a lot of foreign, a lot of, you know, a lot of people were able to show. And uh, I, I think that is because fashion week in itself is changing a lot. Is is evolving. There's so many different venues. I mean, so many different. Uh, ways to show 
at fashion week so many competing fashion weeks that it's 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 broader you know and they're all happening at the same time here we have nocha we have uh fashion week and then we have uh mood so there's so many and everybody can go can show wherever they feel like they they can you know they're best suited in terms of how much money they can they can put forward to do the show and all those kinds of things so there's just the availability of these choices has allowed everybody to be able to show, you know. So even when you went to Style Fashion Week, which is a little bit broader, um, smaller designers, I wouldn't say smaller, but middle middle of the road designers, you know, they, they, that was also quite interesting. That was at the Intrepid, um, the Intrepid Museum, which used to be a, a warship. And, you know, they had an amazing show. You know, they had different kinds of shows, um, but the themes were just the same, the same kind of subtleties, the same kind of sensibilities. Uh, but it was it was a very, very different kind of... I, I, I really did like Spring 18 in the sense that it didn't have too much recall, but a lot of moving forward, you know? Um, H- let's talk about Alibaba, who uh, the Alibaba-owned Tmall, which is the retail consumer platform that has announced it of its official pl- partnership with New York Fashion Week. How do you think that play- plays on New York Fashion Week? I mean, it depends on the aim of that partnership. If, they are, if, it's, if it's going to allow a lot of smaller designers or a lot of... It depends on what they want to achieve with it, but something like that is always good. You know, Alibaba is a huge retail platform for fashion and other things so Tmall Tmall would we say we're what 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 let's talk about Tmall a bit what how what what's your take on Tmall and also I'd love to hear um Francisca's take on Tmall and also just the fact that I'm more interested on the relationship when it comes to brands when it comes to development of fashion brands when it comes to cleaning the market it might be a good way or a bad way, I don't know. But what what are your what are your what's your take and what's Francisca's take on that? I mean, for Timor, right? Timor, I would say it's almost so it's it's a, a kind of Amazon that is in, in yeah. a sense in, in Chinese, you know. And mm. if if Alibaba is tying up with Fashion Week, uh, and if that allows other design, like European and American designers to be more, is because the problem with China is access. So if they are going to offer that kind of access, then it's huge, you know? But I still feel it like, is, don't you guys think that Tmall has a, like, Tmall to me is China. I mean, like, it's it not, China. it's not yes. the, like, it's, yeah, it's not like, like Francisca's brand is in there or John or Peter from wherever else in the world. So them coming to partner with New York Fashion Week, do you not think that it might uh, create a sort of a, do you think certain brands might be able to suffer in the, through this collaboration? Because obviously the partnership with New York Fashion Week will also mean that they are obviously on those platforms. They're showing on those platforms and almost become priority. And, and then what happens to how to balance brands when it comes to mm. the organization no, side actually, of it? Actually, I think it's going to be very good, you know, because this year, you know, like I went to a show yesterday by a Chinese uh, designer and of course her sensibilities are different you can see them but that is also very rich you know in terms of how in terms of how yes you know it's fashion right it should be this broad spectrum of play you know and so 
Um, you know, I think I think Timor is going to be great. To be honest with you, if it, especially if it allows a cross flow of things, you know, like a crosswind, like meaning an interchange. So European and Western designers can have access to the to the Chinese market without all kinds of issues. And then the Chinese can compete. It's all about competition. The I, more I, of us I, in that I, space. I understand. But I still think that from a Chinese uh, business perspective for Tmall, it's going to be very hard to beat, even if they open up their spaces for other brands be through this partnership. It's still going to be very hard to be in competition with them because their numbers, honestly, based on their production, based on they've got a lot of favor. The fact that they produce most of those, I guess they produce probably everything in China and bringing it into the world space and then trying to compete with that is like, how are you going to run with that? I mean, look at... But comp- competition is not only going to be on the price point. It's going to be on quality and design. So that's where it even, that's where this, the playground evens up. But they, yeah, but I don't. They they definitely are on top of that with their quality as well, Edgy. They're not. Yeah, I'm I'm saying if they can compete and we can all compete, yeah, it's. But I I think it will generally not be bad. I think it will be it will be a, it will be an additional platform which designers, if not Amazon and the rest, if not you grow into us a monopoly where you can only get in. Like we used to have Vogue before, only if Vogue endorsed you then you can succeed as a designer. You know, at least now we live in an era where we have choices. You know, if Alibaba comes in and you can compete, why not? You know? So I think if we look at it from that point, we probably it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yes, it's a chance to grow for everybody. I think yeah. it will be it will be another chance, another challenge. For uh, for producers, for designers, for uh, sellers to 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 deal with that uh, despite i have to i have to tell you that uh, uh, this platform um, is more in my in my vision is more like uh, a platform for chinese who wants to buy uh, american or european um, i would not uh, place the Tmall uh, in the same Place of uh, of Amazon is different. Yes, it is different. Yes, it's, it's still new. What do you new. think? Yeah, because it's still new, but the progression is towards that interchange of products between the West and the East. You know, that's but it's still new right now. You can, it can of course it's going to take yes. them a while to compete with Amazon, but the vision can be too far. It's a it's a marketplace, and mm-hmm. there cannot be only one one way flow in a marketplace. It's definitely going to be a two way flow. And the good thing for us is that they've decided to join up with New York Fashion Week. So that means they've opened themselves up to, 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 to compete in a standardized form across the fashion board, you know? So if they can do that here and we can do that there, I think eventually it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, just to follow up, last week we had Raftang. We had this nice exclusive with them, just kind of understanding their brand yeah. with a bit more depth. So for me, one of the things I thought was exciting about, Af- I mean, like, so obviously just sharing a couple of um, highlights of what's happening in the continent now. Uh, this, uh, we've got the first plus size fashion week that was held in Lagos six days ago. And I think that's very mm-hmm. interesting because mm. after speaking to Raftang about the girls on the runway, 
it seems like we are moving on the plus size side. Uh, you know, now we have an official fashion week. Next thing, we might be having only plus size models casted for fashion week soon. I don't know. But what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, <laughs> it's. I, I, I think that's, that's overdue and it's good that, 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 that has happened, you know. I think what is happening across fashion, to be honest with you, is a certain kind of niching, meaning some there are niche things coming up, whether it's uh, just a spots, just like a particular spot being focused on in the, on the fashion end where where designers are working with that to, to, to fashionize it, or whether it's just this, like just shows that are focused on particular types of, uh, you know, of, of fit. And I, I think all of the, because the market is so broad now, now we can start to break it down, you know, but, micromanage it a little bit. Yeah, and but, but, I, I but, guys, yeah but guys, do you really think in a continent like Africa, and obviously there's plus size women everywhere in the world, not just the continent. Don't you think that for me, I find this is my own uh, sentiment. I think that maybe some people just push this thing way too far and I'll explain why. When I have people come okay. to my showroom, they come and they say, this is just typical lingo here. They say, oh my God, these are clothes for skinny <laughs> people. And I'm like, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the showroom. Would you like a glass of red wine? You know? And I say <laughs> in my head, yes, my mannequins are size eights. Okay. My, um, size eight edge UK, not US. Yes, the clothes, most of the clothes on display are size eights. Those are my sample sizes. Okay. And yes, I am a size eight. So it's a bit, it might be a bit confusing, but welcome to the showroom. What would you like? Where can we start? And I feel like when people make noise about there is a, there is a, there is a genuine, um, sort of, um, uh, angle to it when people make noise about plus size, plus size this, plus size that. But I feel like sometimes the noise is too loud. It's just like unnecessary noise. For example, mm-hmm. if I want to have a fashion week or if, I, if I'm showing at fashion week or I have a fashion show, I have a beautiful fashion soiree somewhere and I want to show some of my pieces. It does not mean, and this is education for you who's listening to, who's getting confused. It does not mean that when you come to my show, because all the models are size eights, that I do not cater for bigger size women. Yes, that's what, what, yeah, what, you, what you have to do is to look and see if you're a size 16, for example, and you're sitting at my show, you should already know as you look through the show, which pieces are going to be able to flatter your silhouette. Because the truth of the matter is I am all for making sure that I can dress every woman. It will not necessarily play. So I'm not a plus size brand designer who specifically focuses on plus size. But I just feel like I'm going to start saying if I hear one more plus size, I'm going to fall over. Because it's not about plus. It looks like people are starting to demonstrate. They're about to pull out their placards and get on the street marching. When the truth of the matter is that you just need to know what's your body type and then look at the shows and then don't be so quick to judge because the models are size eights. When I do wrap skirts, for example, I've got a very nice signature wrap skirt. That wrap skirt says whether you're size six or you're size 16, you can wrap it and it will fit you. So I just feel for me that this plus size show, as far as much as I'm saying, yeah, great. It's just like, can we just go back to the source of why we're actually making noise about plus size or what we are doing to push plus size fashion? If you're a plus size brand designing for plus size women, I think that is fantastic. If you're a brand designing for just women, 
And in your collection, there could be a few pieces that the size 18 could wear. That's great. It, it's not a, it doesn't need to be, we are now starting to boil this soup in the pot. It's too much. Just focus and stay on your lane. And then just remember that, you know, if you're dealing with uh, Fashion Week, for example, what you'll see, and like you heard from last week's show, for those who are not tuned in, we had Raftang and they also spoke about the same thing. They say the girls and the models that are provided are of a certain size. Because that's just what it is until that changes. And then what happens is they wanted plus size models, but they actually went and found and, and uh, casted their own plus size models separately. That's their own bill. That's their own plan. And they got to mm-hmm. implement it into their show. And it actually got to give them an opportunity to showcase what they want to showcase the way they want to showcase it. That's how they wanted to make their show uh, be hard and felt. So that's great. And they do focus on plus size women, actually. So I think... It's great to have a plus size show, but then like, so for me, when I was looking at the, I was watching, I'm going to share this tweet. I'm watching this show on BBC and I was like, oh, the event is celebrating plus size women in their own unique way. But my question becomes, so if I wanted to show on this show, show platform, would it mean that I can say, okay, fine. They'll say, Liz, uh, who, who, who we are looking for brands and then say, okay, fine. We're just looking for plus size. I can give them 20 plus size dresses right now. But So my thing also is what do we do and why do we do the things that we do? When you set up a business model, when you set up, when you decide to say this is how we are doing it, we are now launching a plus size fashion week. What is your, what is the actual goal? Is it to get together all of the African fashion brands or the Nigerian fashion brands that only cater to big women and then do a show? Like what's, that's all I'm saying. I don't know, Edgy and Francisca, if you if you feel my... I think that should be the goal. Though. Like, like I was talking about, like, Mike, we're now at a point where we can we can begin to niche out the market, micromanage it, because it's, it's just a broad market, you know? And if you have a unique, if you have a unique uh, customer, this is a, such a great opportunity at this time because of the accesses that we have. To, to just niche it and, and market to them. And if it's a, if it has to be like showing, having a fashion show that's just for you niche, why not? You know, so I, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's totally, um, uh, legitimate approach. Uh, it's a totally smart approach, you know, because also for plus, plus size, you have to understand that market has, su- has suffered a lot in terms, the customer in that yes. market has suffered a lot, you know. Where there's just some kind of like just a negative, um, uh, a negative uh, image, you know, mm-hmm. connected to this. And if you can, if you can, if you can embrace it and, mm-hmm. and empower it, you know, it's, this, that market is huge, and they need love, they need empowerment, mm-hmm. um, you know. So if that's the way to do it, then it's it's very good. To, here it's a big deal. I mean, like it's a big deal. Companies like Asos and you know they wouldn't even be alive without Plus Size. Yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think the generally, all, yeah, generally, all I'm saying is that people have to be people have to understand how the industry works, so that it also is not that oh, what about us? I mean, I can say to you, what about me? So many times, I'm not gonna feel sorry for myself because I am <laughs> literally just about six foot tall. And I have a very different body type. And I mean, if I had to buy clothes and start complaining, I'll tell you, thank God that I'm a fashion brand and I'm able to design at least 90% of what I wear because nothing fits me very easy, you know. 
So I'm just saying that it can, it it shouldn't be pushed back to like a, a whole. In Swahili, we say "woe ye." "Woe ye" just means, "Gosh, look at me. I'm feeling sorry for myself." It's okay. There's space for everybody. In fact. I have always said in the U.S., I think maybe the U.S. market has the biggest number of plus size brands and stores in the world, mm-hmm. I think, because yes. I feel like every two, three steps, four steps you move, there is a plus size and it is strictly a plus, a plus size store. So nobody is not is being ignored. That's I kind of think is the message I want to just uh, carry today based on my point. No one's being ignored and not everyone can specialize on everything. If you like my Kenyan coffee, the way that I brew it. And then you go to Starbucks, you might be surprised because their chai does not taste anything like mine. But I promise you, they're also doing their own thing. And that's they've got a market for that. And there's a market that really loves what they do. So I think it's just about finding what brand. If you're a plus size woman who's struggling to find uh, fashion for yourself, get away from trying to bash the brands and look for. There's a lot of plus size brands out here. And even if it's not just in Africa, look for them. They're all over the world. And then on the flip side, uh, for the brands, yeah, on the flip side, for the brands who are looking to get into plus size, great. No pressure. You do what you know how to do best. Don't get into plus size if you can't even handle. You don't know what to do or you can't make them feel better than they already are. But uh, Leeds, may I tell you something Mm -hmm. Uh, about uh, the the sizes? The, the difference, in my opinion, and uh, basically in my, in my experience uh, working with uh, other areas of the world, like Brazil, for instance, um, I could say that uh, the, the challenge, in, in, because in a certain sense, this is a challenge for producers, uh, deal with different sizes and, uh, different, uh, and valorizing different shapes yeah. but if uh, not only the 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 sides like uh, measurement it's the sides uh, like conformation of the body mm-hmm. because i see i see uh, patterns that works very well in uh, um, for a, for a kind of That's public not... for european public for instance yes. don't work Necessarily, also in uh, other other countries. Yes. Uh, for my Brazilian experience, for instance, like African one, I can tell you that uh, the big challenge is to produce, uh, to to make a collection that uh, has um, an attractive look for um, a woman that has a different conformation, or for a man with a different uh, drop. Uh, at the same time, this is the big challenge, I guess. Because if I have a, a, um, a line with a, with a, with a, a small waist, uh, with a small, uh, a small, small uh, bum. Uh, thorax, <laughs> uh, I cannot think about uh, another type of woman that uh, is, uh, is more, uh, uh, is more athletic, uh, is more, uh, uh, goes to the gym, uh, trains a lot, and have a different kind of uh, muscular uh, structure. So it's, it has a different shape, really. You know, I'm Fran- not only yeah. talking about measurements. Yeah, you know, Francisca, I I agree with you 100. Mm. percent I think what happens is also we have to accept. So, like once in a while, when I go hang upside down at the gym. There's girls in the gym of all sizes and there's girls who are actually healthier and fitter than me that are bigger than me and maybe would fall under the plus size category. They're not plus size is not 
fat or it plus size just means that after no. a certain size no but it's also we just have to educate people so they understand what that means now what i'm saying is yes. when i go to the gym and see all these different girls uh working out and looking very proper and very i mean they may be a size 16 but they are their stuff is in are place shaped. yes and shaped and and mm-hmm. tone and they struggle to find fashion as well but i just feel like this is no longer uh demographic uh sort of um approach that we should be taking because at the end of the day even if you say for example you design clothes uh for brand for people in South Africa for example if you wanted to go from a demographic perspective South Africa first of all is a very diverse um place yes. so you've got like mm-hmm. tall skinny people you've got short mm-hmm. people you've got bigger mm-hmm. bums you've got small hips and i mean small waists and big bum you've you've got mm-hmm. like i can show you 10 different girls right now who are from the same yes. space who are so differently structured and still struggle mm-hmm. you know and the thing is people forget that when you say you're size 18 and you can't find something or you're struggling to find clothes. Remember that a size six is also struggling. I mean, there's so many struggles. And then also, because these days, a lot of times you find that people have two sizes. Like I know that I'm on the top, I'm a six UK on the bottom. I'm an eight. So I, so again, mm-hmm. the, when you're thinking about a dress, you, you, everybody struggles with clothes. And that's why when you find a brand, sometimes you have one, two, three, your top five brands and you find women really getting brand loyal to a point where they're like, this is all I'm wearing. Yes. It's because they've decided, the they found, <laughs> they've done their research and they've found out what works for their body. And they know for sure that if they're buying a jacket from Liz, it's going to be a size eight. It will fit them always because then they know Liz's uh, whatever. Anyway. So all I'm saying is the challenge of finding the right brand is also just as hard for the brands because when you st- sit down and decide yes. that you're a brand who's ba- based in Johannesburg, who wants to make sure that you position yourself on a global sp- space or perspective, how do you then sell to when you have a store in Europe that wants to carry your stuff and you've designed this stuff based on what you think the market here wants, how do you get your stuff globalized enough to be able to fit any girl, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Indian and the, do you hear? It doesn't exist. No, but this doesn't exist. No, but but you have to understand. You have to understand this though. We are in a marketplace, and our marketplace is global. So this that's our challenge. How do you? I mean, companies like like I was I was telling you like ASOS, right? Their designers come from everywhere. You know. For the plus size, of course, and other stores like Zulily and the rest. But you know, they. No, the human body is the same everywhere. Um, there are certain, uh, right now we're doing a collection for HSM. They are really focused on, on the plus size and, you know, to make sure that their, their, their ranges are inclusive as possible. And, you know, they, if you, they have, they, they give me a set of specs and I can see from these specs, there's a little bit different from what I'm used to, but it's not that different. So if we make the effort a little bit, you know, the technicalities are there for us to include, to, to be able to cover these people very... And, you know, it's not just... The fabrics change a lot when you go to plus size. They're a lot, they're a lot stretchier. The shapes sometimes are a lot more 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 flowy and not so so confining. And so there are different, different techniques we as designers have to, have to adapt to accommodate this market. I know the word accommodate is a little bit... It's not a good word to use here because we're not accommodating them. They are 
a big player in our market scene. Um, but just to make sure that they're well taken care of, you know. Um, but Edgy, don't exist. you agree? And I hope you're not arguing with me and Francisca because we'll take you and throw you under the table right now, and then we'll no, say, I'm not. okay. As long as you agree with, as long as you agree with us, all I'm saying to you is, do you know that I have even looked at some of my patterns and styles, and I've realized that as the years go more, go, as the years move, there's some styles that I'm actually staying away from because I know that even though I run and grade them up to a 16 or an 18, I realized that mm-hmm. with these styles. They can only be worn from a size 6 to a size 12. So I'm wasting time. So what I've done is I actually go through an elimination process because as the times go and grow, you know, also for me, obviously, thank God I'm conscious. That means I'm growing. I'm not stagnant. And I'm also aware of what's happening. And I'm aware of consumers. I'm aware of when I design a piece like this, even though, yes, it's something that's beautiful and fabulous, it can only, I can only share it with up to a size 12 because after that, do not say you're wearing Liz. So I'm just saying to you that in a nutshell, I think that one of the sort of maybe advice that I can also give brands who are really trying to play, uh, not safe, but just play in a market where you kind of make sure that you've almost touched on every woman is to also reevaluate your, 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 your lookbooks, reevaluate your collections, reevaluate what you're producing. Because if you're only going to be able to produce half of it because it's not good for the size from whatever size going up, like there's some short, short shorts that I produce that I've just stopped producing because they're only, only me will wear them and a few more sizes up and then it stops. So why am I even producing? Why am I even doing the run? Why do I, why waste time? So I think, All I'm saying is as long as we are all on the same page and we agree that this design challenge, when it comes to size, it's not just plus size that's affected. There's tall girls and that's why you've got tall stores like in the U.S. I've never seen a tall shop here. But you'd be surprised because, you know, Africans, a lot of Africans, I think Africans, we're quite tall. I mean, we are... Most of East Africa and then the West, we are very tall. I don't know why we don't have long stores or tall stores, but we also struggle. And then also when you think about smaller sizes, like size sixes, I am only probably one of the few designers I know who go down to a six UK, which is a two US. But I only do it because I know a lot of smaller girls who are also looking for fashion so just let's just pay attention to what's happening maybe also let's do some research find out in within our different uh demographics uh what's happening who's there what who's our clientele how can we switch it up a bit to be able to cater for more i think um i mean that's that's one way to, to, to look. But the challenge generally is for us to be, fashion has to be inclusive. So generally, I yes. think if you, if you want to dress the world, then dress the world in all of its hues. And if you can't, <laughs> and if you can't dress the world, now what for you if you can't? Then, then be very specific about who you're dressing so that the traffic goes there, you know? Yeah. Guys, let's But we can do it all. Let's talk about uh the retail. Okay. Francisca, go ahead and then let's just switch up a bit. Um I think that uh, from a creative point of view, the the um, the fashion designer, the 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 see, uh, the the fabricant uh, shouldn't uh, be sticked on this uh, concept of the curvy lines or uh, or um, or a thinner line. Uh, should be very independent from the very strict uh, meaning of the of this word. Uh, thinking about uh, a romantic uh, foiled uh, dress, uh, and uh, don't think about the woman who's going to dress it, because this kills the creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that uh, 
this um, uh, if I have a straight tunic, uh, it can fit uh, it can fit uh, uh, a very thin woman, mm. but a very also a very curvy one. So um, I guess, um, this was uh, this is have not to be a, a big concern uh, of the of the creative because otherwise uh, it's all the same. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about, uh, let's just touch on retail um, because I know we're about to wind. There's so many things to talk about, but I think this is going to be great to just have these conversations at least once a month to just touch uh, touch base on what's happening because so much is happening. We can't keep up. Let's talk about the retail temperature right now, the fashion retail temperature. How are you guys feeling about it? Uh, Francisca, maybe you can start and tell us what's going on in Europe. Is it still, is it fantastic? Uh, what's happening on your side? And then Edgy and uh, we'll tell you what's happening on our side. Well, fantastic is a word. <laughs> mm. It's a, a brave word, <laughs> mm. but uh, it's encouraging. I I could say that uh, the worst uh, already happened. <laughs> uh, looking at the crisis we had uh, in the last few years, um, and now who who resisted and the, the newborn are uh, are um, are doing well are doing well. Um, this this kind of uh, in this period, uh, especially we have this uh, this uh, uh, fashion night out that uh, influenced uh, not uh, not just in that place, but uh, in the all echo it's created in the social platforms, and uh, they are a big uh, they are a big um, window on the panorama. Uh, we're created uh, really f- on this purpose, with this objective, uh, to to enhance and uh, improve the, the the fashion market again, uh, collocating uh, at disposal uh, luxury areas of the of the of the European capital uh, with uh, great discounts, promotions, also events, also also concerts um, and the other other events that uh, don't don't have uh, uh, apparently nothing to do with fashion but uh, it happens all the in the same time and make uh, a lot of noise um, in uh, lisbon i have to uh, to have um, i have to notice uh, one uh, one thing that uh, after after seven years of a fashion about by vogue uh, this year, we, we will not have it on the streets. We will have uh, a fashion night in. That means that uh, it will be a virtual event that uh, will last uh, since, uh, since uh, 27th uh, of, uh, of September up to the uh, 1st of, of October. And uh, it will be uh, in uh, 100 hours of uh, online discounts and online um, bargains uh, made by the, the, the firms and the, the, the brands that uh, are attending this uh, event. Uh, but on next time, we, we, uh, next, next year, we will have it, uh, we will have it uh, again on the, on the street. Uh, this is due to the resetting of the direction of the Vogue Portugal that uh, passed uh, to another group, uh, another editing group, and uh, now they are resetting all the values and all the, all the, basically all the values of the, of this event. 
then uh, then uh, in, the, in tonight uh, we'll start uh, uh, the really we'll start uh, the fashion week in Milan because uh, in Milan uh, the fashion night out is happening tonight. Uh, and it's opening uh, a big uh, uh, list of events uh, that will last up to the end of the next week, uh, all in the quadrilatero della moda and uh, all the fashion area, fashion luxury area of, uh, of Milan. So we have, uh, we will, uh, we will see a lot of uh, interesting news from there. It's very cool. Edgy, what's going on when mm-hmm. it comes to retail there? Like, are you feeling like, I mean, with all of the hits and blows that have been going on, obviously Amazon taking over, uh, the Macy's and all of these other department stores really struggling. Where, where are we now? I mean, retail is still very strong. It's just, it's just the channels that are kind of, um, changing. But retail in itself remains very, very strong. The consumer is yeah. still buying. It's just where they are buying it is changing. Uh, I think fashion retail is still it's strong. It's very strong. Uh, Macy's and these stores that are closing, it's not because the, because retail suffered in any way. It's just because retail changed and let it in change. Yeah, but, it, yeah, but that's, and actually that's yeah. what we are talking about. However way that it is if it's affected, for some for stores like those to be suffering, it means that something drastic mm-hmm. happened. And that's what I'm saying is it's not let's not make it look like it's small. It is not small. Just the change of the temp the change of just how consumers behave and consumers consume mm-hmm. has affected that yeah. and that's why we are where we are. So the question becomes yeah. where what are these stores doing? Are they going are they setting up are they partnering with Amazon? Are they going onto Amazon? Are they setting up their own online experiences that might bring back their customer base? What are they doing? A lot of them are going uh, are strengthening their online uh, positions, a lot of them. Uh, they are reducing their, their like you know their storefront. They are reducing the actual stores that they have. They are not a lot of them are like they are closing the stores in a sense. Where it's kind of it's it's more like a reorganization where they are they are reducing their foot their footprints on the on the ground and then increasing their online online presence. Uh, so that's their reaction. I think they are they are reacting in that way. They are trying to strengthen their online and reduce their exposures offline. And that's what's happening, yeah. Mm. That's really what, what I see happening. But, of course, for us for us working on the street, we see store closures. For them, it's a reorganization from, from that we can't see. Mm. Yeah. I, I was going to say that, you know, it's also the same. It's just like it's, it's sales have really uh, declined here. And I think for me what I also have to say is – when you look at, for example, one which was our best, I would say, uh, highest end department store called Statterfords, which closed like a few months ago, that was very shocking. And then, you know, you've got like, uh, departing Edcon CEO, uh, Barney Brooks also spoke of a challenging economy putting pressure on SA's largest, uh, retailer. So for 52 weeks from March, Edcon's group sales decreased 6.7% to 25% billion while adjusting earnings before interest tax depreciation and all that and then i promise you i was walking down the street on sunday i went to have wine down my street it's called fourth avenue it's a very popular beautiful fun street it kind of is like an equivalent of your melrose avenue in la or like your 
Santa Monica Boulevard or, you know, those boulevards where you just kind of have cool boutique shops and boutique uh, restaurants and boutique boutiques and everything boutique. <laughs> and I was walking down the street and I promise you every two steps was to let. And I'm like, where did these people go? And I would look again to let, to let. And not just the food, I mean, not just the clothing stores, it's actually the food as well, but obviously the clothing stores is, is more shocking. So I don't know what to say, but I know for sure that I also had a conversation with uh, uh, Wanjiko from the designer studio in Kenya. And obviously I know that with Kenya and the elections in August, that might have influenced sales, but I still think they are also a bit like what is going on. So I wouldn't say that the temperature here is very good when it comes to fashion retail. But I just think that, yes, there's always a shift. And when a shift happens, it's just, I think, important for people to pay attention. I know that also uh, the emergence of international fashion giants in our market here in SA, uh, for some retailers, say it put a strain on their businesses. So, you know, there's all of this different uh, excuse, I mean, different people are just trying to figure out what's happening. And I think it's important to be in that position where you think and say, what is it? And then what can we do to shake up things so that we continue to build? Um, but I think generally for me, my advice, um, based on the fact that everywhere I look, it seems it's not very green right now. I think it's just about coming down to a combination of price and fashion. Because another thing I'm feeling edgy and Francisca is... One of my stores that I store, stock, five stores of, I feel like uh, I've marked down my product to a point where I've actually had to stop and say, what is going on here? That's not, that is not how you do it, right? So it means that mm -hmm. it's also finding a balance also as brands, and that's just advice to brands, is you can only mark your product so far down. If your product offering is good, it should move out of the store. And if it's not moving you, the minute you mark it down below a certain number, you've really, you have just abused your brand yourself. So I think for me, it's about finding a balance and saying, how do you cope with this uh, sort of a temperature or climate right now uh, in the fashion space? And how do you adapt to be able to get to the next level so that you're smiling to the bank? Because ching ching is all we need right now in this game. Okay, guys. You're all quiet. It seems like it's that time for the, no, the glass. No, because you made the point. You Yes. And the conversations, you know, it's the, I really appreciate you and Francisca because the, we are coming from different spaces. We are operating in different spaces, but there are certain things or certain things that really affect all markets, meaning it's same things, yes. different conversations, the same thing happening or, slightly different but i really appreciate your input today uh these conversations i think we should have once a month where we just talk about what's really happening on our grounds on different yes. levels uh and i think knowledge is power for those who are not listening to the show you need to start tuning in <laughs> and for those of you who are tuned in it's great to have you it's uh it's really our pleasure to have you connect and listen and understand what's going on it's a very easy way to acquire information other than trying to sit on google all day long we've already done the work for you you just have to plug in your headphones or put your speaker on and just tune in but we'd love to hear from you uh we are going to that part of the show which is called who would you want to dress and why <laughs> That is our who would you want to dress and why, Francisca Edgy and the other ones who know. 
who are listening probably know exactly what that is. <laughs> I'm always scared of this <laughs> So who would you want to address and why? We'll start with you, Edgy, Edgy, today because I don't want to always start with Francisca. <laughs> Let's start with you. And just, just, just be proper. It's not me, it's not Francisca, it's not you, and it's not your aunt. Please. Let's go. But I tell you what, this time, this one for me, I thought about it all week. And it's, it's Liz. Oh God. From a collection, from Bibu's collection, there was one piece that was just—I swear that piece broke the internet, and I kept seeing Liz in it. Okay. And it's just, I have to send you a picture of it. Okay, then. fine. So today, like a, today a you, today you want to dress me in Bibu Mohapatra? Yes, I want to dress you in Bibu, and a particular piece. That is Please just send insane. the picture so we can get approval from our lovely listeners. I'm sending you a video. <laughs> okay, okay, fantastic. Tweet the video or at least post the video and share with us. But Francisca, no, <laughs> Francis, send it to you to see. No, it. you post it, then I share it, and I ask the people, "What do you think?" Okay, Francisca, who would you want to dress and why today? <laughs> uh, well, the cover of uh, Vogue America this time inspired me a lot. It's uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, in an oil project, marvelous. Uh, I would like to dress her. Wow, thank you. That's that's very cool. Um, that's very cool. Yes, because it follows it follows that romantic wave that uh, that uh, the AG was talking about. I, I think <laughs> you want to extend very, it. A bit. It sweeps a lot. Very, very nice. Amazing. Now today I want to dress yeah. uh, the style mm-hmm. blogger that we had last week on the show, Candice Bressler, because I got mm-hmm. to Google her and stalked her a bit just to see what she's about. And uh, because we've been speaking today, this was not a plus size show, but we really spoke about different sizes um, of women. And I thought that Candice would be my perfect uh, person to dress today because I want to show her how I can still glam her up. Do not judge me for my dresses. I will glam her up. She won't even know what hit her. She'll be like, hi, goodbye, Raftang. Welcome, Liz. And I also want to dress, I never dress, I never dress two people. I also want to dress Jada Pinkett Smith because she's so tiny. I don't know where she gets her clothes or what or how, but she's she's tiny, but she's a very powerful little woman. So I want to dress her and also just give people a variation of size. So it's Franci- it's um, Candice Bressler, the style blogger, and Jada Pinkett Smith. But anyway, guys, it's really been great having you on the show. Thank you for your contribution, Edgy. Francisca, thank you as well. Thank for, you. For our listeners who are listening, we will be back with you uh, at the same time next week. Uh, otherwise, uh, find us on www.fashionlabafrica.com. It is peace and love until next week. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.